Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Attention to Detail. This is Jacob joining you as always. And I have not one, but two special guests joining me today for a unique episode of the podcast. In fact, we'll do four unique episodes on this podcast. We're going to review the four kind of fundamental techniques that we talked about at the very, very outset of this podcast. So if you've been with us for for more than a year now, you might know these four techniques. If you haven't, this will be a good uh, reminder or refresher or introduction to the main thing that we're all about here at Attention to Detail, which is techniques for listening to music for people who maybe listen to a lot of music, but they haven't listened to a lot of classical music. Maybe they don't listen to much music at all, but they're just interested in listening a little more closely, getting a little more enjoyment and meeting out of their listening practice. So I should introduce our guests. I am joined by my fabulous co-host remotely, but on a high quality mic, we think. Hannah, how's it going? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Great to have you as always. And I am also joined by my oldest friend, my oldest friend, a friend that I have known since I think we were younger than one year old, Emilio Mateo, whose uh, closet we are currently sitting in. So, Emilio, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, listen, it's it's always good to have one of my friends on the podcast and certainly my oldest friend. You're being very kind having me here in Columbus. Hannah, You'll I, I got to brag a little bit. We're on day three of biking, and by tomorrow we will have biked 100 miles in four days. So, wow. I mean, listen... For Emilio, that's no problem. For me, that's, as you might know, that's like the greatest achievement. <laughs> On pace with Tour de France. Right? Yeah. We've been watching the Tour de France, and then we just go out and bike our equivalent of the Tour de France. That's so, great. Wow. So I've brought you guys on today to practice this first technique of listening attentively. And so what we're going to do, first I want to give kind of a easy breakdown of how we're actually going to do this technique. And I've come up with a great little acronym for you to remember the four steps of this technique. You can remember it as PEAR, like the fruit, P-E-A-R, if you ever need to, to, to remember the four steps of this technique. So the P, the P in PEAR is to prepare yourself before you listen. To me, I think this is actually the most important. Just before you're going to try this first technique of listening attentively. I think it's good to kind of set an intention and prepare your mind and ears to listen closely. And if you're, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but when you listen to music in the car or I basically never do that if I'm listening. You, you hop in the car, you throw something on, never really hear anything um, or you never prepare yourself to hear anything. So take a sec, rest up. You know, if you need to do a deep breath or something, but prepare your mind and your ears to listen closely. Then E from pair, listen to everything. So start by kind of taking a broad lens and just listen to the piece that you're listening to. Try to get a sense of the character or Hannah, I know you often think in terms of pictures or images, whatever you need to do to listen to kind of the whole totality of what you're hearing. Then the A is to pay attention to detail. Attention to detail, the name of our podcast. So zoom in and listen kind of closely to one of 
any number of details that you could listen to. So when we do this in an exercise, I'll give you guys some possibilities for what to listen to. But zoom really close in and listen to one thing really finely. And then the R is returned back to the kind of zoomed out totality of what you're listening to. And you can keep doing that, just zooming in, zooming out. But that's the process of, of listening attentively. So I want to try it now with a short piece of music. And I want you guys, so take a sec if you need, and our listeners can do the same, and prepare yourself for what you're about to hear and just get ready. And then when I turn this clip on the first time, I want you guys to listen to the totality. So I'll tell you right now, there are going to be three instruments playing. So it's a pretty simple piece, not too many things to keep track of, but there'll be three instruments playing. And I want you to kind of listen to the whole thing and just get a sense of how this piece sounds. So let's start. Here's the first clip and just listen to the totality of what you hear. So, Hannah, we can start with you. What were your uh, thoughts just listening to that kind of on the whole? Any ideas? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, like, so charmingly plucky. Um, <laughs> this is my broad vision that I'm giving you, right, from my yeah. first listen? Yeah. Yeah, so it reminded me of, I don't know what movie, it, I can't remember what the name is, or it reminded me of some sort of movie that I've seen that's, like, set on, like, the French countryside, and there's, like, this funny quirky little bus scene and it's just like awkward through the whole thing but it's just like really like cute and charming i love it that's why we have you on the podcast you have these incredible (laughs) images that you come up with so amelia any thoughts is that what you came up with (laughs) i guess not quite exactly but maybe something similar i guess i kind of pictured a like frolicking through a field in the springtime with you know lots of flowers uh but but just maybe hiking through a field, but, but very peacefully. Yeah. So, so for you guys both, it's like, a there's some sort of image. You've got a little bit of a character idea. Um, I love it. So that's, that's great. So now we are going to listen again, and this is the A step of our technique. We're going to zone in and really listen closely to some details. And for the first one, I'm going to give you a detail to listen to. So if you noticed we don't even need to know the names of these instruments, but there were three instruments that happened to play in that clip. There was a piano, a cello, and a clarinet. The clarinet is that wind instrument. It has that kind of strident tone. It's the highest one. The cello is a string instrument. It's kind of lyrical. And the piano, we've probably all heard a piano before. So I want you to listen this time and focus all of your attention only on the clarinet. So listen really closely to the clarinet, kind of tune out the piano and the cello. You don't even need to pay attention to that. And try to hear as much detail in the clarinet as you possibly can. So here we'll give it a second listen. This time we've really zoomed in and we're focusing on some details. Thank you. 
right, Emilio, I'll go to you for uh, for this one first. So that time we were listening closely to the clarinet. Any differences in your your listening that time? Well, I I think I I thought about the same uh, for that. I thought it was still very frolicking. Um, and I know I was fo- supposed to just focus on the clarinet, but I did lose it a couple times, and I kind of thought maybe it was like a, almost a call and response to with the piano a little bit. Um, but I but I did hear that clarinet through. Um, yeah, and I, and I heard that frolicking. So, and very good point, like you mentioned, the clarinet didn't actually play the whole time, and as you noticed, uh, sometimes it drops out, and the piano effectively plays what the clarinet had just played or the clarinet plays what the piano just had played. So an extra element, maybe, I don't think we actually heard that from either of you, maybe in the first time, the idea which you point out very, a very important idea in this little clip of music, there's a call and response. And so there's almost a repetition of material, which we might not have even noticed the first time. So Hannah, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, that's what I had noticed, um, as well that you can't help but notice when you're listening for the clarinet that it's not playing the whole time and then you notice oh well the piano is uh basically telling the clarinet what the what to repeat when it finally gets into um gets into playing so yeah i mean i noticed that and then i also noticed um sort of the quality of the clarinet yeah it's it sounds just very um prideful in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's excellent and great to listen also for kind of the tone quality. That's one of many details that we can listen to there. So that's phenomenal. So I want you guys to listen to this one more time, again with in the kind of attention to detail phase. And this time I want you to listen for something that you just picked up on, which is the idea of repetition. So try to hear the structure of this first clip. So we hear an idea and try to listen, oh, does something repeat? And then do we hear something new or does it repeat again? And then does that thing repeat again or is it new? If it repeats, is it any different or is it exactly the same? So listen to that element of detail. Repetition, things that come back. So here we go. One more time, we'll listen to this very closely. All right, so Hannah, we'll uh, we'll start with you on this one. Any idea of you heard? Did you hear any repetitions? Did you get any sense of of the kind of structure of that little clip? Yeah, sure. It it sounds like maybe a it goes by quickly. It's thirty seconds, but I think it's a structure of three. If you're if I'm counting between the the piano and the um, clarinet, and um, just passing it back and forth, I suppose. And um, there's also like a lovely excerpt of very quickly of the strings the that goes it's at the very end and it's just like a back and forth between itself. I'm not explaining this very well. Yeah. Um, what you said there at the end is very good. And also, like you like you mentioned, this is it, there's kind of a, a threeness to this. Any thoughts from you, Amelia? Yeah, I uh, I guess I would maybe 
tweak the the three and almost make it this like one part one and then part two and then there's like a one a again so it like is this the same as the first but then there's this slight change um with that end with the yeah. strings and yeah so i noticed like a slight slight difference on the third one yep but it was very similar to the first one and in fact okay that was great so what we do is as you guys i think both noted we have this kind of a or one we go away and we hear something new and then we come back and we hear the original thing that we heard slightly varied and we might have noticed when we were listening to the clarinet uh, the clarinet plays a part in that variation. But if we're even more technical about it, and you guys mentioned this as well, you hear the piano play, that whole idea, then the clarinet plays exactly the same thing, that call and response. Then we have that new idea, and then we hear a middle section that's different, and we come back and hear one more time in that kind of varied form so there's a little bit of threeness to it like you said there's a call and response and i think you guys did an excellent job in hearing all of this stuff and now i want you to uh listen to it one more time and remember our r step we zoom out and we listen back to the kind of totality of everything but i want to hear how just your ideas about the music may have changed this little 30 second clip since we started. So here, let's listen to it one more time. And this is the last time we'll listen to it. Again, we're zoomed out and just listening to kind of everything together. So I guess, Emilio, we're back to you. Any any final thoughts on that? Well, I think it, it still is uh, similar to my initial impressions, but I guess now I see, clearly see kind of the two people frolicking through a field. And, yeah. Or two whatever frolicking through a field. And, yeah. Uh, and they are going together, but, but only one is saying something at a time, or there's this, you know, they're, they're, there's a play back and forth between them as they're going. Yeah, fantastic. Hannah, any thoughts? Yeah, I think um, looking at it a, a new way, um, it's, it feels more structured. I mean, it's obviously more structured than um, the way in which I was describing it upon like the first listening when I said that, oh, it feels a little awkward or um, something like that. But there's this latest listen, it just feels far more um, segmented and just structured along. So I think the overall vision that I'm getting of it is, is maybe different in a sense where perhaps it's, um, I was seeing like primary aged school children, like going in a line to class together or something like that, but it's still very playful. Yeah. Well, so, and so this will bring us to the, the second portion of this episode, which is kind of common mistakes that I think people make in applying this technique and just listening in general. And I'm curious, um, if you guys ever feel this way or it's 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 a challenge when you listen to classical music. But one thing that we just did, and I think uh, some people will see that and be like, why is it 
better or uh, why am I supposed to listen in a way where now I hear like these segments and I'm hearing the structure and that's very technical and that doesn't that's not as fun as hearing a frolicking field or something like that. But I think part of that is the biggest mistake that people make in listening to classical music, which is especially for inexperienced listeners, which is asking, what does this mean? What is this supposed to mean? Or like, what am I supposed to take from this? And maybe in a, in a piece like this, which is by Beethoven, uh, that's a little easier. Maybe if you hear a piece of contemporary music, you just go, I have no clue what's going on. Like, what is this supposed to actually mean? But interestingly, I can tell you from my experience, and maybe this is news to a lot of new listeners, but as an experienced listener, I basically never think about what does this mean? And instead, I kind of just listen, and if I get any meaning from it, all the better. And so the goal is, if we listen attentively and we start hearing structure, we start hearing details, I think eventually the meaning will present itself. And maybe maybe you felt this way, Emilio, in your uh, assessment that you still had an image, it had just been a little more refined image, and maybe it was a little more crystal clear than the first time you listened to it. I'm curious, maybe Emilio first, what your thoughts on, is that like you've gone to, I know you've gone to classical concerts before because you've come to mind, but but is that a challenge um, when you hear a piece and, you know, what, what are your thoughts when you sit down and try to hear a piece like that? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, sitting down at a symphony, I, I definitely, uh, it takes me a little longer to get into that of that listening in an attentive way and, and hearing those segments. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, at first my mind is going into that, like, what is this making me feel a little bit more? But, but I think th as it goes on, I think uh, throughout the concert, I think that I do start thinking, Oh, like, wait, we heard that earlier on, or, or maybe this is like a change from earlier and maybe it's, it is making me feel a different way, but I am also noticing why it's making me yeah. feel a different way too. Yeah. And I think part of that also is the fact that, um, music it, listening to music is like very much like listening to a language in that um if you've you know if you're like me with german for example i've lived in german speaking countries a lot i've taken a little bit of german but i'm in no way fluent if i if i were to step up to someone today having not spoken german and having not really heard german for probably a, a year at least i would be like dead on my feet, wouldn't understand anything. After living in Austria for three months, I was starting to get a sense of, okay, here's how German goes, and I'm a little bit... And I think we have to think about music in that way, too, is that it's like learning a language. If you're... You can't just expect to sit down and know what, what the meaning is right there on first listen. You have to kind of try to do this of listening attentively and focusing. Hannah, your thoughts on, uh, you've obviously been to a lot of classical concerts, um, in your job at the ISO. And I'm curious, is that, uh, and you've listened to a lot of different types of music. Do you ever feel that, that danger of trying to listen to what does this mean? Yeah. I mean, as you noted, like there was a lot of work associated with my listening of, of classical music. So 
it was I did find it hard during the job to put the job away and just give the concert the performance my undivided attention Mm -hmm. um but once I was able to sort of um prepare and prepare for the performance and just you know take two minutes of my time before going in to watch the performance or just mentally cleanse myself between dropping off the guest artist on stage and then flying up the wings to go and sit in. <laughs> um, that preparation was so beneficial for me. And yeah. when, I did, when I did it, it had an impact on um, the way that I was able to receive and interpret what was going on on stage, for sure. Yeah. And so I think both of you mentioned something that's important there, which is the kind of preparation step. And Emilio, like you said, I think part of that is part of your experience is when you actually sit down in a concert hall, one of the reasons why I kind of like concert halls, I know not everybody likes all of the traditions surrounding concert halls, which I don't either, but one of the good things about going and kind of sitting in relative silence for a few hours is that you are forced one way or another to kind of prepare yourself and then like you have nothing else to do but listen attentively or focus. And so that brings me just quickly to some of the other pitfalls that people people find themselves in. One of them is is I think not actually listening attentively. So if you're going to do this, I think it's important to have intention and to really focus and to not multitask. It's a very different type of listening from having something on in the background. And I think people also worry about, it's kind of like asking, what does this mean? People also worry about, am I doing this right? And in our technique here, listening attentively, this first technique, if you're paying attention and you're focusing, you are doing it right. There is no, and you will actually, like a language, you have this enormous facility for implicit learning. So if you just immerse yourself in a language, over, over time, you will learn that language. And it is the same with music. If you don't even, you don't need to think about, am I doing this right? If you just listen, you will, you will learn and you will, you will get a lot of meaning out of it. So I'll give a brief, um, in that vein, some recommendations if you want to try out this technique. I recommend doing this in short blocks at home. And if you want to try this, you can do it for five minutes, you can do it for 10 minutes, but just set a short amount of time aside once a week once a day would be incredible, but you know, once a week, once a month, whatever it might be, and don't do anything else, just listen to music. Any music, but don't do anything else and just listen closely and carefully. That's the most important one. I also think very important if you can, in, in, in the general course of your life, if there's music on in the background or if you're just walking or something, take two seconds and just really listen attentively to the music, the sounds that are around you, to practice this skill. So when you're in the car and you're with a friend and whatever, if there's a pause in the conversation, two seconds, listen closely, then come back to whatever else you're doing. But those, I think, are really important uh, things to practice so that you can apply this technique when you eventually really try to listen to a recording or go to a concert or something like that. So that is our first technique, listening attentively. It's very simple. It's exactly like it sounds. You just listen closely. Um, any final thoughts from either of you guys? Hannah? I think you should, beyond talking about um, 
helping people listen to classical music um, in new ways or for the first time or um, however best this podcast serves. You should, Jacob, also talk to people about how just listening to other people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I think, yes, uh, these are great building blocks and tools to help you familiarize yourself with classical music. But it's also like a great lesson for, you know, communicating and listening to other people. That's my tangent. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I've been missing, um, live performances during this time. And, um, that was my main source of classical music intake when, before, um, COVID shut anything down. So it's been, um, not as active in my life as of late. So this is definitely encouraging me to um, listen even more. That's good. Well, can we test your hypothesis? Have you been have you been not listening to people as closely recently because you haven't been listening to as much classical music? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might be you might be fudging Sorry, the stats. But listen, I believe no, and I, I think what you said is a great. I mean, I'm no authority on listening to people closely. Uh, my mom also would probably, you know, say that I could use a little more of that. But I think that's a great lesson. Listen attentively in music and maybe listen attentively in, in life. Amelia, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I well, I second that as well. But uh, but yes, I mean, I, I think listening attentively to classical music is, is fantastic. And I think that, like, I, I do listen... To classical music every now and then but not not frequently and so i think you know it's something that i can improve on but i think everybody can can improve on in, in some ways so. yeah i think that and and you know the 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 funny thing is i know it 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 feels like a lot but if you do it five minutes every third day but attentively you'll see an enormous uptick in your understanding of classical music and you'll feel really confident with that you know what's what's going on and you'll start getting that meaning just implicitly and like everything in life it's hard to motivate yourself to do something five minutes every third day but you can do it and uh, uh, I am here to say that you can do it because I hung on Emilio's wheel for 17 miles today 30 miles a few days ago uh, that was a triumph of the human will of epic proportions because this guy is incredibly good at biking so there you go. <laughs> and I'll be there again tomorrow. So I want to thank you, uh, Emilio and Hannah, so much for joining us. Hannah, we wish you were uh, here in person, but we will, I'm sure, see you again soon. Mm, yeah. I am going to see you to again soon. You yeah, I am going to see you soon. We've got a party that we're going to. Oh, you're going to that party? Yep. Good. We'll talk, we'll talk about it later. Exactly. And we're going to be socially distanced. For, for all of our listeners, don't worry. This is not a rager. Um, we're, we're adhering to COVID guidelines. So yeah, Hannah, I will see you soon. Emilio, thanks for, for joining us. And for all of our listeners, we will be back shortly. In the meantime, go and listen attentively to some classical music. All right, we will uh, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>